You're listening to the Rotten Gems Podcast, the show where three dudes talk about movies we love that critics maybe thought should be permanently put to rest in Nomine Patriot Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Let's get rotten. If you're still listening, whether it's on purpose or like you're just wildly surprised to see that we've managed to do 10 episodes of this thing so far with no sign of stopping, and so you popped in just to make sure that we actually did talk about these movies every other week and that we weren't just lying to our audience and playing dead air the whole time, well, we're still here. We're not going anywhere. And also, we thank you. And who exactly is we? Well, let me introduce my co-hosts. I'm Marcus. <laughs> and I'm Kia. <laughs> You guys can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how long it takes me to when I listen to a podcast to identify whose voice belongs to who? All right. All right. right, I'm sorry. I'm Brett. (laughs) Better. All right. Yeah. Perfect. I like to party. (laughs) Only I party. That is a reference to episode two of Rotten Gems. Tune in. Um, So yeah, those those are our three names somehow. Um, What's up, guys? Uh, that's right. We've made it to episode 10. Now, I don't know about you dudes, but kind of makes me feel like river dancing. That's right. Today we are talking about the highly requested film, The Boondock Saints, starring Willem Dafoe, Sean Patrick Flannery, and Norman Reedus. Now, for those of you at home, if you haven't seen this movie, go do that right now and then report back. Okay, great, you're back. So now I don't need to give you a spoiler warning for this 1999 movie, this 21-year-old movie, this movie that is old enough to buy a drink. Glad we're past that. So, uh, Keenan, Marcus, you guys have seen this movie, right? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was waiting for it this time. I was waiting to see if uh, (laughs) if Keenan had some secret uh joke you didn't tell me about wait we've been doing jokes for this part (laughs) every every time when i say that line i'm like all right let's see what our bullshit they got this time (laughs) we've done 10 episodes of these and uh i think we're gonna be running out of jokes pretty fast guys (laughs) we've seen the movie (laughs) okay cool um can you just imagine you're like, no, I haven't. And that's just the end of the episode. <laughs> I <laughs> will. It'll probably happen with one of the movies I haven't seen already. And I just can't bring myself to watch it. And I'll just sit yeah. back and listen to you guys for a while. Yeah, because so, so far, all 10 of these, all three of us have seen. Now, we have movies on our list that, you know, two of us have seen, one of us have seen. So I'm sure it's bound to be a different story when we get to one of those. Well, and that's what I was going to say to you, like, you know, and I was like, I, 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 Okay, let me just jump ahead real quick. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I enjoy this movie. It's a good movie. But it was so hard for me <laughs> to make some time to watch this movie. I just felt felt like I was forcing myself to watch this movie. And then once I did, I enjoyed it. So I don't know why I was fighting it so much. <laughs> I literally finished this movie like five minutes before we had to record. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Uh, maybe I, I don't know like if it has anything to do with the movie or if it's just COVID's America. Like I don't know about you guys, but I just feel like less motivation to do anything this year than like previous years. 
So I, I think uh, I think for me, yeah, I well, I think the Thanksgiving break really uh, put a damper on it, just because you know I was interested in other things, and then also it's not really a kid friendly movie, so I couldn't watch it with the kids, so I had to watch it with like on my iPad. I think. I mean, bold choice not introducing your. <laughs> Your kids of single digit age to the Boondock Saints. I think um, they're ready. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta just push the bird out of the nest, Marcus. If I want to train, if I want to train them to be, uh, you know, saints, then I better start soon. I think you also better go back and then become Irish. Yeah, <laughs> I just need to be Catholic. Okay, that works. Um, so a little synopsis of this movie, um, for those needing a refresher, um, here we go. It says tired of crime overrunning the streets of Boston, Irish Catholic twin brothers, Connor, Sean Patrick Flannery and Murphy, Norman Reedus are inspired by their faith to cleanse their hometown of evil with their own brand of zealous vigilante justice. As they hunt down and kill one notorious gangster after another, they become controversial folk heroes in the community. But Paul Smecker, Willem Dafoe, an eccentric FBI agent, is fast closing in on their blood-soaked trail. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty great. And pretty all-encompassing. Anything you guys want to add to that? Oh, they nailed it. Nailed it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this this probably has to be one of, if not my favorite Willem Dafoe roles of all time. I don't know, Green Goblin. <laughs> well, that's because neither one of you have watched The Life Aquatic. I thought you were going to say The Lighthouse, and I was going to say, yes, I have. Um, but I don't count that one because I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Life Aquatic, watch it. It's a I good movie. That one. Isn't that on our list? I'm pretty sure that's it on is. our list. And you're the only one who's seen it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's high priority on there. <laughs> um, so... Let's talk about scoring, guys. First, how did you guys rate this movie? Let's uh, say on your first viewing that you can recall. And then has that rating changed today? Um, for me, I think I watched this probably later in, in like my high school days. And I absolutely loved this movie. If I had to rate it, it would probably be 8 out of 10 or 80%. Um, watching this again tonight, I bumped that up to over 90%. This movie is amazing. Willem Dafoe in this movie, just spectacular. Like every scene he's in gets you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember when I watched it the first time. I probably like came in high school. Um, that's probably pretty accurate. I, I I was surprised when I was watching it earlier today that I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. So I don't know. I know we like to jump around in our ratings. So I'll give it a 56 out of 62. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> he gets Perfect. Five out of seven. Four turkeys out of... Eight wombats. 
<laughs> I was like, dang, 56? That's really low. Out of 62? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, I have no idea what percentage that is, so. That's pretty high. I'm we'll just say. go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, again, I don't know when I watched this for the first time, but I remember when I was like 15, this was my favorite movie of all time, and it stuck that way for years. Um, I, I think Pulp Fiction was the one that took that out of my favorite movie, but like, it didn't take much to please teenage me in, in terms of movies. Guns, cool. Gross. Action, cool. Humor, cool. Uh, gross, Keenan. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, but to like, I was, I was 17 years old when I got my first tattoo. And then I was That's 18. illegal. My mom signed the paper. Uh, my, and then I was 18 when I got my second tattoo, which is on my leg. And it is an ambigram of the words Veritas and Equatus from this film. <laughs> so, uh, I, like, I like try. I know. I remember when people would ask me what it is and like. I'd be like, oh, yeah, if you look at the word this way, it says Veritas. And then if I flip it upside down, I'm like, oh, this way it says Equatus. And they're like, what's that mean? And uh, I'd be like, oh, one says truth and one says justice. Like, I wouldn't tell people that it was from the movie. just because I felt like I would be, like, really judged, which rightfully so. Um, but for those of the, those people that knew what it was from, everyone's like, oh, that's awesome. Hell, yeah. It's a Palomino. Like, Arizona spelled backwards is Arizona. <laughs> what was that? Community? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. Chang, Chang, right? Looking at the matchbooks. Oh, I love that. She just continued to stare at me. <laughs> uh, man, I want to watch Community again. That was so great. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't regret the tattoo, and I, I got a new, I got my car in like twenty. 2014 and I, I have a Boonoxane sticker on the car still so this this movie again it was like a 10 out of 10 for me initially watching it again um, I still really enjoyed it but I don't I don't know if like my taste has changed a little bit or do you know how like you can have like a favorite song and then you just listen to it so much that you just don't want to hear it anymore yeah I listened to Hit Me Baby one more time a shit ton growing up <laughs> yeah well to be Toxic fair for me she kept telling you to listen to it again <laughs> one more time. But I mean, in, in that same regard, like I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, this movie again, like I could probably quote this movie word for word. So, right. Do it. I... <laughs> Do <Holy> it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it starts off with the uh, credits, right? Um, but yeah, again, I, I still really enjoy it. There's, there's things now that, 21 years later after the movie was made that I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's like, it makes, makes me uncomfortable a little bit. So, we'll oh, talk yeah, about there that. were plenty of them. <laughs> totally yeah. uncomfortable. What you're saying though is you're going to rate it a 56 out of 62? Yeah, I, I would say it was 62 out of 62 and now I'm down to maybe 56 <laughs> out of 62. I knew it. Yeah. Perfect 5 out of 7. Yeah. Um. I am confused. <laughs> but anyway, enough about our ratings. Let's let's see what other people have rated this movie, which is why we're talking about this today. Um, this movie 
got a whopping 28% on Rotten Tomatoes um, with a 91% audience score, which I think is the biggest difference we've had so far. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I This movie and probably, I mean, I don't know if the, I don't think Hocus Pocus had much of a, a as big of a difference gap in between, but this is huge. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and we'll get into why this potential gap I th- I think um, has has happened here. I think critics need to make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so yeah, so twenty eight Rotten Tomatoes, ninety one percent audience score, and that is a seven point eight out of ten on IMDb. That is seven point eight pieces of symbology. 7.8 people in glass houses sinking their ships or 7.8 things you need this stupid fucking rope for out of 10. <laughs> and what's funny is uh, of, of the IMDb reviews, that was out of 225,000 reviews. I've never seen a movie reviewed that much or maybe I haven't. I just haven't been paying attention, but this movie has a huge cult following for sure. Yeah, it really shocked me when i when i saw the difference like i uh and i get it like you were saying before like i get i mean no you know what i don't get it <laughs> i don't get why the critics don't like this movie those are the options you, know, you get it or you don't. <laughs> i mean as i was going through like a lot of the reviews i noticed a lot of them weren't like from the early 2000s even it was mostly late 2000s 2011 so I can see from maybe that point of view, critically, yeah. why they were giving it that. But well, it doesn't make sense. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, I want to tell you guys why I think maybe critics don't like this um, that that much. It's because when when this movie was initially supposed to be released, they actually ended up giving it like a very limited theater release, and it only went to five theaters. That's it, only five. And it was just because right around that same time, a little thing called uh, Columbine happened. And so I guess like movie studios and, 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 and whatnot thought, hey, maybe let's not have a movie about two guys going around shooting and killing everybody based on an ideology that they created. So um, I, I'm going to assume like that's why this movie didn't do so well in the theaters. And it wasn't until it went to like DVD and stuff. It got a huge like following based on the DVD releases. So the only thing I can think of is like, like what King was saying, like I, I look at all the reviews and th- I, I think it's just critics being like, not, not wanting to like it because if they like it, then they're maybe sympathizing for, or, I, don't, I don't know. Mass you know shootings. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, I don't know. Like, what makes a critic decide to go outside and then trash a movie that someone spent, you know, a long ass time making? But that's just me. I assume they just roll like a D twenty and whatever it lands on is what they rate it. Yeah, they're <laughs> it's Mad what's Libs. The, what's the? Uh, <laughs> What's the number you'd have to roll to rate a movie 56 out of 62? <laughs> uh, a nice 17. Nice. 
Uh, every time I roll a seventeen, now I'm gonna I'm gonna think of you, Marcus. <laughs> Natural seventeen. Um, but let's let's go through and let's talk about this movie, shall we, fellas? Um, I want to talk about like one of the very first scenes in the movie. So obviously, like the the credit the credits are opening credits are rolling and it's doing like the little montages and whatnot. But then like when the credits are done and it shows the two of them in church. So like they're just sitting there in church and then like the little girl's looking at them and then the mom's like, Oh, don't stare, don't stare. And like, I didn't pay any mind to this when I first watched it, but now like watching it this time and this time only they like get up and then they walk to the front of the church while the pastor's talking. They just walk right past him they go up and pray and kiss the feet of the Jesus statue. And then, like, only one guy is like, uh, hey, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just getting up in the, like, in the <laughs> middle of the church and doing your own thing. Like, that, if I was in that room, I would have, like, such secondhand embarrassment. Like, like guys, sit down. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that, too. I was like, I, I don't think I ever caught that before. Uh, I thought it was pretty weird. But I mean, the the other guy whispered in his ear, and yeah. said something to be like, "Hey, we don't yeah. mess with those guys." <laughs> On this yeah, watch, they... I thought it was like, like after they had already killed somebody, and this was like flashing like forward. <laughs> but it's but not, it's not right. <laughs> right. So that's what's weird too. It's like, why don't they mess with them? <laughs> they're they're nobody, right? I mean, so I'm sure. Point, yeah. I'm sure they know them in the community, but it's not like they're they're not killers yet. Right. And, and they, they've seen them a lot because they go to church. But you know who else they've seen a lot? Everybody else in the church. So, like, if, if anybody got up and walked to the front, would they just be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. They did mention, though, that um, the guy who looked concerned, he was like a guest pastor or something. <laughs> All the way from across town. Yeah. And so I guess that would, <laughs> hit, that like would explain... Yeah, that would explain his confusion as to why it's okay to just walk up on stage at church. Is that stage? I don't know. Don't worry. We got pretty laid back <laughs> rules here. Yeah. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I uh, I figured, so my thinking is that anything I don't have an answer for, I'm just going to leave up to the fact that a Irish community in Boston. <laughs> I just I'm as far away from Irish Boston community as you can get. <laughs> Irish Boston Catholic. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty are, far away from that. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess like I guess reason and un- can't explain everything. Um but that that happened and I was like, okay, well, I'm watching this under a different lens now. And I, I also got to thinking, I'm like so they're filming in a church. Like, is this a real church? And like, do they have to use a church? And I'm like, do the did the church know that this was the plot of their movie? And so I looked it up, and uh, I, I found this. It says the church where Connor and Murphy attend mass, Church of the Covenant, is actually not a Catholic church, but a Lutheran one. No Catholic churches in the area would allow filming in their sanctuaries due to objections to the plot of the movie. But why? <laughs> I don't do anything wrong in this movie. So, to me, to me, what's what's funny is not the Catholic Church being like, "No, you can't film these this murder movie in our church," but, <laughs> but the, the Lutheran, Lutheran one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, go yeah. ahead, man. Oh yeah, bud, 
This Hell yeah, we'll be, Kill we'll all be the bad in your guys. murder movie. Yeah. How much money did you say you're going to give us? Oh, oh no, uh, yeah, you can film it. Yeah, no, you're welcome. <laughs> and, like, did they let them destroy the the confession booth? Uh, I like, doubt that. Like, that. That had to be. They probably don't have confession yeah. booths in Lutheran's church. Now, <laughs> I think that's only a Catholic thing. <laughs> Right now, we we've all established that we're not Catholic. Um, so this is a, this is a question for either of you. But why why is the confession booth th- have three doors? Like the pastor was in the middle in the in the later scene, right? So and then they have like uh, custom not a customer is not the word <laughs> sitter, yeah, pay, <laughs> a customer. <laughs> They have a customer on both sides of the pastor. So is he like dealing with two problems at once? Is multitasking pastor a profession? Hang on, let me put you on hold. Uh, (laughs) Tell me your sins. Yes. Do you think he like tries to find ways to answer both of their problems at the same time? Hang on, I'm going to conference you into this other guy over here. (laughs) He was cheating on his wife too. You guys should be friends. Um... Don't step out of this booth at the same time because we don't want you guys to reveal. <laughs> we don't want awkward eye contact. Right, because the person clearly, like the person in the third booth can clearly hear what's going on in the first booth. So, I don't know. I don't know if that was just invented for the movie and for that one scene or if that's how confession booths actually are, but it does seem odd to me. <laughs> I think it's how they actually are and I think it's mainly for like, being able to wait your turn kind of thing so you can be in there and then you'll just wait for the priest again we are not very manager i I was was baptized catholic and that is where my catholicism knowledge ends but didn't you don't catholics baptize when you're a baby that's what I mean. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so your knowledge is baby. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Again, we're not we're not trying to make fun of religion here. Like we're just trying to understand. <laughs> I might um, a little bit. Okay. Well, Keenan is take it, take <laughs> up your problems with him. That is Keenan spelled K E E N A N. Write us. <laughs> um, but yeah. So progressing through the movie, um, we have the bar scene with the fight and then the first uh paul smecker crime scene uh i guess discoveries and what he does and no matter how many times i see it him just ragging on greenly every time he gets something wrong was still (laughs) hilarious to me (laughs) every time but seriously dude how is that guy a cop like was he a detective because if he is fire that dude uh, he, he is listed as Detective Greenlee. <laughs> no joke. Fire that dude. I know he got one right at the end with the same guy with <laughs> Maybe six guns. One guy with six guns. But he miscounted bodies. Dude. <laughs> you had one job. How many bodies? Eight. Oh, I oh. forgot about that one. <laughs> uh... You mean to tell me, you guys, though, that it was one guy with six guns and he was a senior freaking citizen? <laughs> a freaking huge guy. 
Oh, I did want to say before we get too far back, <laughs> back to the credits. Uh, this was the first time that I noticed that the guy playing Rocco was just playing himself. <laughs> His actor's name is David Della Rocco. Yeah, it's it's funny you mention that because the um, the writer Troy Duffy, he was just a bartender, and. Like, he just wrote this movie in between, like, on his breaks at working at this bar. And then he sold it, and he wrote the role of Rocco for his friend, David Della Rocco, based on him. And so when this movie was picked up, like, part of the contract um, for him was that they the movie studio would buy the bar that he worked out to give to him. So he got the bar that he was working at as, as part of the deal for this movie. Kind of sucked, though, because... Um, he didn't get so again. Columbine happened, and this movie did not really do well in theaters, right? And the way his contract was written is he didn't get any royalties from the DVD release. So he basically (laughs) he basically made no movie on this or no money on this movie, and then he ended up having to go to court a few years later and sue for the rights to the movie back, as well as the rights to make a sequel which he eventually won, and the sequel then was made, but like 10 years later, because it took so long. Have you guys seen the sequel? I did. I, I do I do own it, and obviously it's it's not as good. But... <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, do you like it? I... But I could tell. No. <laughs> I, I, I did still like it, but all they really did with this movie is like, Control-C, Control-V. And oh, can you obviously, translate that? Um, that is <laughs> that is uh, human speak for um, they did a lot of the same things, but uh, obviously is like that human pe- speak. <laughs> I think we just I, found I'm out a human. that Brett is a robot. <laughs> uh, I'm a human, am I not? Can't you tell by my red blood and white skin? <laughs> um, but anyway, so that the movie was like the second one was like um. Like, obviously, Rocco dies in this movie, so they had to, like, put in a character to replace him, and he does literally just, he's there for the comic relief and to be exactly what Rocco is. And then they have Julie Benz play Smecker, who, like, she was fine, but obviously you can't, again, we we all have discussed that Willem Dafoe was great in this movie, so I don't know, that was kind of a bold choice, but um, not nearly as good. I, I, I still enjoyed it, but... All is of it, that just is it worth watching? It's worth watching, I would say. Like I, I, like I own it. When I watched it, like, do you know, like, when you go see a movie and you just you already know that you want to love it so much, so like you, regardless of if it's awful, you love it so much. Like, kind of. Let, let me put this in a way that you guys can understand. So, like, sports, right? You might love a team so much, and you know they're <laughs> awful. <laughs> so, what you're saying is. Every sports team I follow. <laughs> it's up to you. Boondock uh, Saints too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That so, sounds about right. I, get I don't it. know. <laughs> like I, I really loved it at first, and then like after it, like it wore off, and I'm like, okay, well, like I don't have to like this movie. I'm like, all right, it wasn't as good, but all right. Well, I was just wondering because I never saw it. I never had any urge to see it, um, and I probably will never see. It. <laughs> there, there was definitely some good lines in it for sure. Like, totally worth watching. They actually set it up to do 
a third movie too. And I I was reading for years that they were going to do a third movie, but I something I don't know what's going on with that. But then later I was reading that they were going to instead of doing a third movie, do a TV show. But then again, I don't know what happened with that. So I have no idea what the state of the Boondock Saints universe is right now. It just seems to me like they it's one guy who had a good idea and he's trying to milk that idea for all it's worth. So I don't blame him. I don't know. Um but yeah, so another thing when we were talking about Willem Dafoe's character, uh when he's like first checking out that crime scene and I I thought it was so weird that he had two gloves in that little leather case on his belt. <laughs> Do you guys think he like loads that up every time? <laughs> like only just grabs two and puts two them in gloves. there. Are they little... Is that his like special pair? <laughs> yeah. What if they rip? Does he does he have another like he has to go back to the box or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's got to go back home, get two more, load it back into his belt. But but it's funny because like part of me thinks that he doesn't really care about hygiene all that much because later, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> later, I, and I laugh really hard at the scene. So he's there at the crime scene. It's the second killing of the saints in the in the well. Is it the is, is it the yeah the, yeah yeah? Because well, okay, we're we're counting the alley as the first one, yep. which wasn't really on purpose, but the first purposeful slaying when they go and accidentally kill all the people with the rope um and they're in the blood-soaked room and smecker touches all the blood and then like <laughs> and he puts his to bloody his gloves <laughs> and you can see like the the visible disgust <laughs> on the detective's face uh I, I love that scene well what you don't know is blood is actually really good like hair product <laughs> it, it holds all day Hey Keenan, are are you okay, man? It like, doesn't wash out either. Ever. Whose blood have you been using? It never washes out. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Smecker, it was funny when I was like looking up some interesting things about this movie. <laughs> there on IMDb, they have like a, a FAQ section, like a fr- like frequently asked questions, and the the number one FAQ on the Boondock Saints is um. Is Paul Smecker gay? <laughs> no, of course uh, not, man. What was your first clue? <laughs> I love how every time he, like, you know, put his hand on somebody's shoulder or something, <laughs> the other cops, and they're just, like, nudging each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, again, this going back to what we said earlier about things like kind of making us uncomfortable in this movie, obviously there's like a lot of jokes and slurs and stuff in this movie that I'm like 15 year old me that didn't understand anything was like, Oh yeah, that's hilarious. But like adult me is like, Hey, maybe that's not cool. And a lot of it was Smecker himself, you know, um, uh, like Smecker and Rocco telling his jokes and whatnot. Like, I don't know. Those scenes, like the uncomfortability of them, is kind of what made me be like, "Eh, I don't know if I like this movie as much as I did." I'm gonna have to drop my rating down to like 56 out of 62 or something. Uh, yeah, I just i i put that as like, 
I put that as uh, a showing of the times of when it was made. Yeah. Even though, I mean, you would you would think 20 years isn't that long ago, but honestly, it is. <laughs> Obviously, look at his Walkman. <laughs> no, it was it was a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is is hopefully uh, skip free CD player since yeah, he's moving around so much. I was impressed that it didn't skip a single time while he was jumping around <laughs> yeah. the uh, crime scene. <laughs> and then on top of that, uh, again, Boston Irish, hardworking, you know what uh blue collar town it, it, what it's supposed to be which i have no experience of living in so i don't know what that's like <laughs> all my yeah. knowledge comes from this movie and the departed i was gonna say i would love to have seen a <laughs> departed boondock saints crossover movie <laughs> i read that mark Wahlberg was actually supposed to play one of the brothers or that he was being looked at as one of them but he was doing boogie nights instead so he couldn't do this one god (laughs) (laughs) like seriously you couldn't cast anybody else in that role yeah for sure any role in this like they nailed it oh definitely uh another thing is that they were actually looking at uh ewan mcgregor as one of the brothers oh never mind um Could they have made Ewan McGregor both of the brothers? Because then that would have been perfect. One just with a beard and one without. Oh, <laughs> didn't they man. do that in the Fargo show? Wasn't he? Didn't he play two guys? I think it was just called Fargo, but no, I, I'm I, saying didn't he play two guys in Fargo? In oh yeah, show? I've seen I've seen Fargo, but not the Fargo show. You didn't know they made a show of it. Never mind. I'm making a joke about what you called it. I know. Fargo. Well, because there's a difference between the show and the movie. I Have know. you never heard of I the watched, movie? I watched I, season one, but I never watched any of the other ones. I'm going to become combative because I'm a little tipsy on my Coke and whiskey. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm tipsy on my Coke. And I'm like, you know, they, they haven't put cocaine in that in, in, uh, in years, bud. <laughs> they haven't, but I have. <laughs> Don't ask about really? what he did to his cat. He's a <laughs> he's a method podcaster. <laughs> the Christian Bale podcast. <laughs> he yelled us at us before about the lighting in here. Don't yeah. worry, guys. It's Irish whiskey. Um. There you go. That's that's better. Um, no, but Ewan, Ewan McGregor was supposed to pl- like he was in talks with Troy Duffy to play one of the brothers, and then they like went out one night, Troy Duffy and Ewan McGregor, and like they were, I don't know, they, I don't know if they went to a bar or whatever, but they they got drunk, and Troy Duffy like started like spewing his view on like the death penalty and stuff, and Ewan McGregor didn't like it, so he dropped out. <laughs> Oh man, I hate this fucking movie. I'm out. Yeah, yeah uh, like I, I. Oh, and Keanu Reeves was supposed to play one, and he called him. Uh, Troy Duffy called Keanu Reeves, quote, a fucking punk, which. Whoa! Uh, hey, we don't which, talk about Keanu. I, mean, I I consider punk a, a term of endearment. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? So, like, a breath at this punk. point. At this point, I am 100% anti Troy Duffy because, like, okay, like I, I could say, like, okay, yeah, you made this movie, you're cool, but the moment you diss Keanu, like, I'm jumping, I'm jumping shit, you know? Like, now I get these ratings. 
Let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you guys, you sports guys. You, you you're you're loyal to a team, right? But is there is there any team in which if one player jumps to an enemy team that you're not loyal to that team anymore, or is it just the idea of a team? So I'm loyal to Arizona teams, except for U of A, of course. <laughs> and there a bunch of <laughs> but uh, no, I mean there's players you like, so. I would let's say, God forbid, Larry Fitzgerald would ever leave the Cardinals. He wouldn't, but if he did, I would still root for Larry Fitzgerald and the Arizona Cardinals. That's Even if fair. he went to the Seahawks, man, oh, I, I couldn't root, do it. <laughs> I couldn't do I, it. <laughs> I would root for Larry Fitzgerald to lose every game, but to get a hundred yards every game. Two touchdowns. Okay, well, you, you lost me when you like went into further <laughs> sports talk. The only the only sports I have to compare it to is I used to watch wrestling, and okay, I love the <laughs> I love the Hardy Boys. You know Matt and Jeff Hardy. But if the tag team the Hardy Boys eventually evolved and then added other people, and then the Hardy Boys eventually left, and now I'm just che- cheering on the brand, the Hardy Boys, that didn't have the Hardy Boys in it. I don't know that I'd be a fan. Well, okay, so in that in that scenario, uh, I think the better one would be like uh, NWO or the DX. That's true. Because at least, I mean, the Hardy Boys is kind of hard to get rid of the actual Hardy Boys. <laughs> Could you call them the Hardy Boys? <laughs> Could you imagine it's just the Hardy Boys, but it's just Kane K- and Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you know it's like when you guys talk about sports. <laughs> All right, now you guys talk about something that I don't get. So, Keaton, Bionicles, right? <laughs> Dude. All right. No, seriously? We are shifting to a Bionicles podcast. Those Hell yeah. are the shit. They were Legos yeah. that bent. Which is what I want all my Legos to do because Bionicles didn't hurt as much to step on. Whoa. I forgot about those. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Did we just invent a new rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> Bionicles, sports, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> what beats what? They all lose. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, hey guys, we're funny. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah, Boon, Boon Dog Saints. <laughs> Which I think we are like ten minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys notice? Uh, I I don't think I noticed this ever because again, I haven't watched this movie in. I don't know, probably, I want to say like five years or so. Uh, Ron Jeremy <laughs> was the guy, was the, yeah, what's his name? I noted that. Vincenzo? Because right when his <laughs> face showed up, I was just like, oh, shit down my spine. <laughs> I, I, I always forget, like I knew he was in the movie when I watched it last time or whatever, but like I always forget when I watch it that he's in it. And it's always an unpleasant surprise. <laughs> Are we going to yeah, use him I, for our six degrees of who? He's been in we, plenty I of mean, movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I uh, I don't know them by name. <laughs> how um, did he? How was he ever successful? He is not a good-looking guy. I can't tell you the names of movies he's been in, but I can't tell you the names of porn stars he's been in. <laughs> oh, oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, like I don't know why I never realized it before. Maybe because of innocence, but or just like you guys said, he's not good to look at. So <laughs> <laughs> you instantly forget it. Yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah, that's what that guy looks like. You block it out. <laughs> yeah. Force yourself. Um, so that was funny, and it was it was lovely to see him die. Um, like not <laughs> like I, I don't wish like for him to die in person. <laughs> I don't. Uh, did, did you guys? Okay, whenever I think of Ron Jeremy now, the first thought I have isn't porn star, but years ago, uh, remember He's when Harmon Quest or remember when Harmon Town was a thing. Oh, I thought you were going to go a different route. I was like, if you say the surreal life, we oh, no. all, all, all I think of when I think of uh, uh, Ron Jeremy now is years ago when I listened to Harmontown, Jeff Davis told a story about how he was at some event or something. I don't know if it was a bar or what, but Ron Jeremy was there and he was walking around with a banana peel on his shoulder. Like, yep. unexpl- inexplicably walk like, and he walked up to him, and he's like, what's that about? And then Ron Jeremy just, like, scoffed at him and walked away. And, he, like, he was like, what the, like, what the hell? And, like, he, he came on, and he told that story. And, and everyone's like, what the hell? So, like, everyone, like, bombarded him, like, on Twitter and, and whatever ways they contact him. And they're like, hey, hey, what, what's this banana peel? Tell the, tell the story. What happened? And so then Ron Jeremy responded some way. And the joke is that Ron Jeremy would walk around, and he does this often. He w- puts a banana peel on his shoulder, and he'll walk around, and he, and the hopes is that a girl will ask him about it. And then his punchline is, yeah, it just makes me more appealing. <laughs> <laughs> so like, all that set up. At the same time as uh, attractiveness. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All that set up for that mediocre joke. But yeah, that's that is the first thing I think of whenever I think of Ron Jeremy now. And you know it's a insane? shitty joke. You know what's insane? The fact that he might not have the biggest dong on set of this movie, because apparently Willem Dafoe also has a freakishly large dong. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that canon? I don't know. <laughs> that is one hundred percent canon. <laughs> where did where did you hear that for? <laughs> uh, internet research. You're welcome. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. You should really watch the Life Aquatic. It's all in there. <laughs> it's all in there. <laughs> they fit his entire dog in there. <laughs> what suits don't hide anything? <laughs> all right, maybe I'll watch that movie, <laughs> but not for that. Not for that reason. <laughs> all right. I'm sold. I'm sold for reasons. Oh, but I meant for uh, Bill Murray, of course. Not, not. Uh, yes. <laughs> it sounds like it's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, so, what are we talking I mean, about? <laughs> we talk states. <laughs> so again, like, it, there's not like anything crazy about this movie that hasn't been done before. A lot of the reviews I was reading is like, yeah, it's like a Tarantino ripoff, and. In a way, I, I I I kind of agree with that. Like it, it feels very Tarantino, 
one thing that um, is definitely very Tarantino about this movie is um, the number of times they use the word fuck. Uh, 246. That was off. Yeah, so <laughs> they they just missed the PG rating. Um, so close, <laughs> that much. But what the one scene where Rocco's like, who the fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, you really uh, figure out the diversity of the word. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, do you think Norman Reedus knew that he would blow up to be like heartthrob Norman Reedus? <laughs> no one did. Because what he, what was he in after this? What, uh, the Blade movie? Uh, I think it was the first one, right? Blade? Like, I can really only think of like three things he's been in. The Walking <laughs> and Dead, even that one, Fear of the like... Walking Dead, and The Walking Dead talk show and, after The and, Walking Dead, <laughs> and Death Stranding, the video game. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and then Sean Patrick Flannery, like I hadn't seen him before, and then I remember a few years ago, I walked in like I was with my mom, and she was watching some soap opera, and he was on it. I'm like, what the hell? Doesn't he look like way different now? Yeah, well, I mean, he's like yeah, like plastic older surgery now. or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, if they did another, like, so the way the second one ends is they, the brothers, like, they get caught, and they're they go to prison, right? And they look out the window at everybody in the prison yard, and they like look up, and like all of the people there like look at them all menacingly. So they they basically imply that it's it's them versus everybody else in prison. And the new detective, Julie Benz, she actually goes to Paul Smecker for help. So Paul Smecker does have a little cameo at the end of the movie. And he's like, yeah, we're going to get the boys out. We're going to get them back to work. And that was how they, like, set them, set it up for a third movie. Like, it'd be... Is it Willem Dafoe? Yeah, it's, it's him. He, it's just a little small little cameo at the very end of the movie. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's him. But, uh, so, you know, for years, I always like, oh, they're going to do a third one. Or they're going to do that TV show. I don't really know, like... They don't really look the same anymore. I mean, I don't know. Norman Reedus, besides the long hair, yeah, he, can he cut really his hair. didn't age much. That's true. Sean Patrick Flannery though looks. I yeah, I think very he different. from. I don't remember what I saw what I saw him in, but I remember seeing him and not recognizing him at all. They also had a Rocco cameo in the in the second one too. He was just like How? a ghost, like a ghost oh. or a memory <laughs> talking to them or whatever. <laughs> I was like, it's gonna be a ghost to bring his character back because uh, it, it was dead. It was like it was like one of their dream sequences, and he was there. But like, uh, Clifton Collins Jr. though was great. You guys watched Westworld, right? Uh, first no. season. First season. I I th- can't remember. I think he was only in the second season. I don't <laughs> oh, know. you know what? I did watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him in that too. I, he was the he was the vegan police. Yeah. He was the other one. He was. Not he the was the not shirt. Thomas Jane one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that two for two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When uh, you said uh, Westworld in my head, I heard West Wing. <laughs> I was like, I did not watch West Wing at all. I I, I <laughs> too mix. <laughs> I too mix Clifton Collins Jr. up with Martin Sheen. <laughs> yeah. They just look so similar you know singing alice and Janney. yeah <laughs> all right guys well that's that's all i've got here to talk about um shall we take it into our next segment here 
Well, before we move on, I have a theory. You might call me crazy, but I believe this is a sequel to the John Wick trilogy. The movies that came out later? The Duke is John Wick. Oh? Say what? Think about it. (laughs) The Duke is an assassin for the Mafia that takes out people in the Mafia. That's all I got. This is true. (laughs) This is true. But I I love your theory. I hate to have to disprove it because they do show how El Duce became El Duce in the second one. Well, and and he's not very (laughs) gentle. I was going to (laughs) say. Oh, yeah. And and talking about the Duke, how old were his kids supposed to be? Yeah, that's a good question. Because he, he didn't recognize him at all. It, well, I mean, they said that he was in prison for... 25 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 25 years. And I, I, they don't seem to be that much older than 25. So maybe maybe he knocked up mom and then went to, uh, went to prison and didn't, didn't really know. Or, <laughs> how'd they learn the prayer? How'd they learn how to shoot like him? Well, okay, yeah, so boy. that's... That's interesting because I did read that they filmed a deleted scene where their mother had called them on the phone, um, and oh, I, I just I assumed I just assumed she died. Yeah, I, I did too until I read that. So, I I with with the implication of them filming that scene means their mother is alive somewhere. I don't know if they cut that so they they could make that tidbit. Oh, she died. I don't know, but. So I would assume like they were raised by their mom and then maybe that's how they learned. I, I, I don't know. There's so many. We'll find out next summer in Boondock Saints 3, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up like what's happening with that if they're going to do another one. I'll, I'll watch it. Again, if, if you have a chance to watch the second one, I think you should watch it. It is very enjoyable. It's just definitely not as good. Well, I already know the ending now, so. Yeah, I yeah. have to watch it. You spoiled. You spoiled the first uh, yes. podcast. Ah, uh, yes. I spoiled you on this movie that is full of twists and turns. <laughs> uh, but one more thing before we move on uh, that kind of bugged me was towards the end when they're caught and Willem Dafoe's character shows up to the like the mansion to kill people. Uh, no offense to Willem Dafoe, but. He- he does not make a convincing or attractive lady. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I saw that too. I, th- I had that thought too, and I'm like, okay, this. So here's here's my thought process on it. Like, does, does this guy just like see a woman and he's like, oh yeah, like I don't care what you look like. Is he like that starved? DTF. Yeah, like, does that is that all that matters? But then shortly after, he like when he pulls. Willem Dafoe in, and the, and the other guy comes along, and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I haven't been laid in a week. I'm like, okay, so you you have sources with which to get laid. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you get where I'm going with this? Like, I, like if it had been a while, like I, I could understand. I don't know. but And how far was he planning on going with that bit? <laughs> like, <laughs> the only reason it stopped was because his wig fell off. Yeah. <laughs> 
he was going until he discovered something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I I felt like for some reason with the wig on, he looked like ten years older than he actually was. That was that was the main reason I was like, uh, I don't know. You just look like you're like a fifty year old like he, stripper or something with five. He looks like. <laughs> He looked like the female gremlin from Gremlins 2. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, when we post memes about this episode, we have to do a side-by-side. <laughs> I, uh, that is so perfect. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, kind of like... Uh, <laughs> Kind of like Fatso when he was pretending to be <laughs> Amelia. Yeah, <pretty> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was a good point. <laughs> um. All right, Marcus, you got anything else before I move on? Um. Let's see. Uh, I mean, not really. I would. Just that the. Uh, I-, I feel like that uh, police station really should work on fixing their their holy water leak that they have in that uh, holding cell. This yeah, it was like a fountain. Thing, this whole thing starts with a wet dream. <laughs> Not the good kind. The holy kind. Although it is pretty ironic that they got their idea to mass like kill everybody in a police station. I don't know why, but I still laughed at the, uh, where they're like, oh, we don't want to go out there. Can we stay here? And then the, the, the cop's <laughs> like, yeah, can they stay? He's like, well, you'll ha- we'll have to check with your mom, but it's okay with me if your friends sleep over. <laughs> yeah, there's so many quotes in this movie that like I, I'll say frequently, and I'm just like, where am I getting that from? Yeah. Oh, it's from Boondog Saints. Where are these guys going? No way. No way. <laughs> Fucking nowhere. <laughs> oh, Greenlee. So great. Alright, guys. Well, I think that wraps this up here. It's time to go into our next segment. A little game we like to call Bed, Wed, Behead. Who you guys got? Ugh, uh, I don't know. I'll go. <laughs> uh, I'll start us off. And, I mean, I guess we can keep this kind of simple. If we want. Do it. Alright, uh, so I'm going to go with Ron Jeremy's character. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Vincenzo. <laughs> uh, okay. Then, <laughs> what was the name of the mob boss? <laughs> Yacovetta? Yeah. Papa Yacovetta. Pa- pa- Papa Joe Yacovetta? Papa right. Joe, yeah. I'll go with Papa Joe. <laughs> Alright, I will go... Il, il Duce. You the one person that wasn't like completely terrible, so this kind of makes it a little easier. Yeah, well, I mean, it's in the eye of the beholder because he did serve twenty five years in prison. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a code. And I guess I I do know a little bit more about what made him go to prison because I've seen the second one. So there you go. We'll the just... movie go to prison with. Uh, Will Arnett. Let's <laughs> let's go to prison. Which, by the way, I love that movie. <laughs> so we got we got Vincenzo, Iacoveta, and Il Duce. Uh, I'm gonna let Kina go first. All right, I think it's pretty easy. Uh, yeah, with the Duke. Uh, it was kind of hard. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to behead Ron Jeremy and bed Papa J. Uh, just because I don't think I could take. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. so you you don't want to bed Ron Jeremy. So I that I completely agree. So I agree in theory, but I also kind of want to shake this up a bit because I would think that I would want to wed Papa Joe because he's a mafia boss, and at the very end, the reporter talks about how he's been acquitted like three times. He could, he's very well, like he could very well provide protection and the life and the money that, the money that we want, you know? So wed for sure. He only like got caught cause he died at the end with the courtroom shooting. Um, I'm going to say bed <laughs> Vincenzo because that guy is, so, that guy is freaky, you know? And not just because it's Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and kill El Duce because I don't want him to then come and kill me for some reason later on. I'd like to if argue you're... with you, but my mouth is filled with vomit right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're married to Il, Il Duce, uh, I gotta imagine he won't kill you. Well, that's true, but then he'd be absent from my life for 25 years. And, and then you're free you to do whatever do what you, want. you want to do, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't think marriage should be the prison that stops you from being able to do what you want to do. Well, I mean. <laughs> I feel great for your wives listening to this. I feel like if I'm forced into a <laughs> homosexual marriage when I'm not necessarily a homosexual, I feel yeah. like that's probably why my brain goes to that. But we've taken we've taken that out of this because we, we we know that we would pick women every time. So we've just said, all right, we're taking you know gendered sex out of this. So. Yeah, but that in the game itself makes the marriage a prison. <laughs> You're forced to marry somebody. This marriage is a prison. <laughs> That's fair. All right, guys. Um, on to our next game. Then a little game we like to call Six Degrees of Who. So I will pull up a random celebrity list here. And who are we going with from the movie in the meantime? Uh, well, I, I want to say there's like nobody in this movie famous besides Willem Dafoe. So I say we say Willem Dafoe. We could do that. Uh, Willem Dafoe to Willem Dafoe. Uh, okay. Um, a random list gave me Naomi Watts. Hmm. This, is a, this might be a tough one. Hey, Google. Who is Naomi Watts? <laughs> Did she respond? Oh, I don't have a Google in this room. Oh, I thought you were like, actually trying to figure out. Okay. Do you um, know I'm... who Naomi Watts is, Keenan? I could go with somebody else. No, I know who she is. No, I, could, I could think of plenty of movies. Yeah, me too. Oh, I can figure a couple. Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't you worry. So there will be we're no doing... wrenches thrown in this week. Oh, great. All right. I love that. Willem Dafoe to Naomi Watts. Who's starting us off? Uh, since I picked, I'll, I'll start. And I'll go. Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. With, I'll say, Kate uh, Blanchett. Um, 
Is it me or Tina? You can go ahead. All right. Dare I use our one Marvel movie? You know what? Try not to do it. Try not to. Okay. Um. All right. Then I'll go another big hit. We'll go Kate Blanchett to Lord of the Rings. Take your pick with Orlando Bloom. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Orlando Bloom to Pirates of the Caribbean with Johnny Depp. There we go. Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp. All right. Oh, if you if you say it three times and you look in the mirror, <laughs> oh, he's here. <laughs> then Amber Heard appears in your room and punches you. Pees on your floor or whatever she says. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Sleepy Hollow with. Who's in Sleepy Hollow? Christina <laughs> Ritchie, was she in that? Pretty sure she was. Uh, right? Yeah, Christina, Christina Ricci. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll go Christina Ritchie. Is it me or Keenan? I can't remember. Uh, I think it's you, yeah, because you said it's me. Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah, okay, Christina Ricci. All right, so we got Christina Ricci to Black Snake Moan with Samuel Jackson. All right, Samuel Jackson was in. Uh, you could end this right now. I think. Good. Well, at least one step. I, 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 I see one step. I don't know the direct connect. I, I, I could end this in two steps. I, I don't know a direct connection. Uh, right maybe not. Then yeah, maybe I'm... I know one. I know one step in between. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Samuel Jackson was in Endgame with uh, Paul Rudd. Was what? that the direct stuff? That was not the way I was going to go. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, count that as my wrench. Mine has done it again. And there's our Marvel movie too. All right. All right. All right. Paul, but Rudd, I did, there I'm is another way. There, of... there is another way out of this, though. So, uh, is Paul Rudd in a Jack Black movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's my way out of it. Uh, Okay. I'm going to say because, oh, you know what? Paul Rudd was in a Jack Black movie. Mm. He was a a suck up. (laughs) Suckled up to God in year one. Oh, you're right. You are right. All right. Um, just just because we only know like one way out of this, I'm just gonna do it. Jack Black was in King Kong with Naomi Watts. Yeah. There we go. There we go. The way I was gonna go was to um, the Impossible, which has Tom Holland in it. So that's that was gonna be my. Oh, they were in that one movie with the uh, tsunami or something. Yes, it's called The Impossible. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard of I've never heard of the title of that movie. <laughs> Anyways, that was his nine connections, guys. That's not, not too, too bad. bad. 
Not too bad for a person we only knew a, co- a couple movies with. The other uh, movie I was thinking was I Heart Huckabee with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. I I mean, I, I was really only thinking two, King Kong <laughs> and the Impossible. I was just thinking King Kong, so if we were going anywhere else, we were screwed. <laughs> was Samuel L. Jackson not in King Kong? I think I might be mixing up with... Was he, uh, was he in the second one? Like the yeah, one? I think he was in that Skull Island one. I know uh, Colin Hanks was in King Kong, and that was like before I knew who he was. Oh, so we could have um, gone Orange County. Which is a sentence previously unsaid in history. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, it's time now for my favorite segment of the show, where we read our best bad reviews of the Boondock Saints. What do you guys got? Um, I'll go with a review from a dude named Miles Fielder uh, back in <laughs> last year, apparently. I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> All the way back in 2019. <laughs> wow. It was like five fucking years ago. <laughs> he wrote, uh, The Boondock Saints has ended up a cheap-looking B-movie that's pretentious, derivative, and sorely lacking a sense of fun. Um, honestly, I think the best thing about this movie is that it's just a fun movie to watch. You know, it's not... Yeah. So, Sounds like, like he thought this was like a new movie in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're... If you're uh, grading it against brand new movies, sure, I guess, but if you understand that it was 20 years before that review was written, right? Like, I feel like if you're gonna write a review of a movie after its time, then you need to only do it on like IMDb, where like people's votes don't matter, you know what I mean? Because, how to your point, how are you going to hold this movie to the standards of today's movie when it's 21 years old? It doesn't make sense. I watched uh, Wizard of Oz yesterday. You know what? Terrible. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. Endgame was so much better. <laughs> the special effects sucks. <laughs> There's no way that house is flying in a circle. I call bullshit. All right, Keenan, what you got? All right. So I have... Uh, Pablo Vilica from Cinema and Cina, and he says, visualmente interesante. Oh, film se comporta. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Forgot you guys don't speak uh, Portuguese. Uh, I'll translate it for you. So it says, visually interesting. The film is corrupted by making an apology for justice with your own hands. Still, Defoe's performance deserves to be checked. Um, I mean, yeah, last part, you nailed it. Willem Dafoe yeah. had, I mean, again, the spectacular. Uh, but this movie, the story is amazing, and I love it. I, I, I love at the end when they like have everybody arguing like if the saints are right or wrong. Yeah, yeah that's so realistic, too. It's like yeah. not everybody's going to agree. And and even funnier is like today, that that exact thing would still be happening. 100%. You know, I'm something of a Willem Dafoe fan myself. <laughs> Bring me Spider-Man. <laughs> Sleeve Spider-Man. So I, um, whenever I argue with people online, because you know we all do it, 
<laughs> I made a meme and it's it's that that scene from Spider-Man and I and I crossed out the word scientist and I wrote fucking idiot. <laughs> and I put that on people's posts when they're stupid. <laughs> um Anyway, my uh, best bad review today comes from Alex Sandell of Juicy Cerebellum, which I've never heard of. Sounds delicious. Sounds like it, Ron it Dermot sounds lovely. It also sounds like it'd be a sick band name. Just saying, Juicy Cerebellum. Hell yeah! But Alex's review says it does the job, but doesn't do a very good job of it, <laughs> which. I'm just going to say, like, if I could have a personal review of my life, it would be this. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> like, you, there's, like, there's so much that this, this review could apply to in life. I don't know if this movie fits, because I really liked it. I mean, I don't know if I'm using nostalgia as as uh, a key for liking this movie. I don't like. I, I can admit that it has its flaws, and the most most of them to me are the use of the slurs, like both racial and, um, you know, homophobic slurs. I, I'm not cool with that these days. But aside from that, like, it has a clear, concise plot. It's it's funny. It's enjoyable. It's got it all. I think. Um, I I don't know. Like, do you guys wrapping this up? Do you have any other complaints with this movie? No, I mean, honestly, not really. I, I, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's got my stamp of approval. Only complaint I had is it's not longer. That's true. If the only there was a way to make a movie longer, or you know, to create a second one of it or something. Oh no, you guys waited too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They really did wait too long. I think the second one came out in like 2008 or 2009, which is like 10 years later. Um, it, it's cool. They have one line in the second movie that like it gave me chills even watching it. Then it's like they're in an elevator waiting for whatever gunfight they're about to be in. And one of them turns to the other one and says, are you ready for this shit, my dear brother? And he says, let's do some gratuitous violence. And I was like, I wish that line was in the first one so I could quote it and not have to quote the second movie. But <laughs> I thought you were going to say that they were... dope quote. I know, right? Boondock uh, <laughs> Two. <laughs> You're just like, you're just like, yes, yeah, from Boondock Saints, uh, All Saints Day. What was that last part? Uh, Boondock Saints, All Saints Day. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that there was a scene in the elevator when they're like about to do something, and then one of them says, I, or, I miss our buddy Rocco. And then the other one's like, Yeah, I do too. And then that's when the Rocco ghost shows up and talks <laughs> to them. I thought you were going to reference uh, Endgame. Hail Hydra. <laughs> all right guys well i just want to leave you with some advice given to us by the great il duce while he is a convicted felon who murdered more people than we can probably count and maybe he didn't necessarily mean it in this context uh it definitely still struck a chord so guys in life we may hit a wall we may get stuck but we may ask ourselves how far do we need to go how far do we need to push ourselves? And it's important to remember, the question is not how far. The question is, do you possess the constitution 
the depth of faith to go as, as far as is needed. Keep that in mind. And uh, whether this is your first episode of Routin' Gems or your 10th, thanks for giving us a chance. Thanks for sticking with us on our quest to prove that movie critics need to, like Keenan said, make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. Join us next time when we talk about the classic Space Jam starring Michael Jordan and Wayne Knight. Until then, what what do we say, fellas? Let's have champagne for our real friends, real pain <laughs> for our rotten friends. Well said. Could that be like our like Instagram <laughs> bio or something? <laughs> Hell yeah. That just gave me chills. <laughs> I'm chilled. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. There was a firefight.